the Sirius portal as I'm recording this, which is exciting. And it is also our 50th episode. That's a pretty big deal. And so I just want to say thank you to those of you who have been rocking with me since the beginning. And to those of you who are new here, welcome to you as well. 50 episodes for something that started as a little passion project for me is a pretty big deal. And I'm proud of all of us. We're still figuring this podcasting thing out as we go, but I'm enjoying doing it so much. And I really wanted to do this. This was like a something I wanted to do for a really long time. And it is and still remains like my kind of pet project. And so whenever I get messages from y'all saying that you're listening to the podcast, you're getting a lot out of the podcast, you're learning from the podcast, you're enjoying the podcast. Those are some of my favorite messages to get. And they mean so much to me because I love doing this so, so much. Um, So thank you for those messages. Keep them coming. And of course, uh, you know, rate and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, share screenshots of it and tag me on social media, leave a review on Apple podcasts or whatever that thing is called. All of those things help me. You know, we're like a 1200th in the business charts in the United States. So we're moving on up y'all. We're doing big things. Today's episode is yet another one that's taken from an Instagram live. I don't know why I've been going live on Instagram so much, but that's been happening. And I'm talking about thought partnership. I'm talking about what coaching really is and why it's so valuable, what the concept of thought partnership is all about, and why it has been one of the most beneficial things in my life to frequently hire people who are living the kind of life I want, have the kind of business I want to have, do the kind of things I want to do to really borrow their way of thinking and to help me understand where my best thinking is not capable of getting me to where I want to go. Uh, So I'm really going to get into that in this episode. Before I do, I want to share with you that recently, if you've been listening, maybe you've heard me share, I was running a sale for the solstice on -on one-on-one coaching. And at the end of that, I did a little survey and I asked people who had looked at it but not signed up why they didn't sign up. And by and large, the most common answer I got was money. And that's very real. I know we're all a little worried right now. There's all of this talk about a recession. Things are a little financially tight. So for the first time in two years, I've created a new coaching package. It is a six-month coaching package that's a blend of my regular one-on-one coaching package with Voxer coaching. So it's less sessions per month. However, you're still going to get round-the-clock Voxer coaching support. Well, it's round-the-clock on your end. You can message me anytime. I message you back during specific hours, but you'll learn all of that, Um, as well as done-with-you support. So all of my one-on-one coaching clients get my support in really figuring out exactly what they're trying to do, writing their copy, doing their um, visual branding, coming up with offers, doing their sales and launch plans, writing pitches, like anything that's going to go out in the world. I workshop with my clients. Um, We collaborate on it first. So that's something that you get in this package as well. 
And then if you are a business coaching client, you also get access to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven. So you'll get uh, bi-weekly group coaching, monthly planning sessions, all of the Elemental Entrepreneurship course material and workshops and the Coven community for additional support to supplement our work one-on-one together. Or if you're a life coaching client, you'll also get access to Life Align Bootcamp and my course on boundaries, The Art of Saying Yes Less, which isn't available publicly anywhere right now, uh, only to my one-on-one life coaching clients. And all of this is nearly 40% less than a one-on-one coaching package with me. It is $9.97 a month or $5,555 paid in full. And as with all of my offerings, it's 20% off of that for BIPOC, LGBTQIA plus folks and single parents. So if you are one of the people who's been really wanting to do coaching, you've been wanting to work with me, you've been wanting support and price is the only thing that stood in your way. My genuine hope and wish is that this offering makes it possible for more of you to get the support that you're looking for and to get that thought partnership that you are hoping to get. So if this is interesting for you, the link for this is in the episode notes. You can also just hit me directly on Instagram at intuitive edge coaching. You can slide me a DM, you can click the link in my bio and you can sign up for an application call and we can have a talk about whether or not I am the right coach to help you with whatever it is that you're looking to accomplish. So thank you for listening to my little mini commercial and enjoy the episode. Good morning. I wanted to come on and share a thought that I was having on my walk this morning. Um, I frequently refer to coaching as thought partnership. I didn't come up with that, but that's um, a lot of times when you see what a coach is. It's called a thought partner. And um, I was thinking about conversations that I've had with people um, like friends and family members who don't understand what I do um, and, you know, haters, (laughs) random people who are like, I don't understand what a thought partner is. Oh yeah, I remember how I got to this is because I remembered a conversation I had with my brother a long time ago where I was suggesting to him that he might benefit from a life coach. And he was like, I don't want anyone to tell me what to do, which is also why he's opposed to therapy. And when I tried to explain to him that coaches and therapists don't tell you what to do, that that's not actually like their job, he really was resistant to that idea. Um, and I was like, no, it's, it's, it's about thought partnership. It's not about having someone tell you what to do. It's about having someone ask you different questions than you ask yourself. And he was not hearing it. And so it got me thinking this morning on my walk about, um, thought partnership and why that's valuable. So your life, if you look around at your current life, your current relationships, your current level of satisfaction with your work, your current level of satisfaction with your finances, with your business, the tangible results that you have in your life are in large part, not entirely, nothing is absolute. There are other external structures that we're at play with, but they are in large part a result of your current best thinking. Your best thinking got you to where you are right now. So if you are completely happy with all of the circumstances of your life, with all of the tangible material circumstances of your life and everything is going the way that you want it to go, you might not need thought partnership. That might not be valuable for you because your current thinking is getting you everything that you want in terms of results. 
But if you have any areas of your life where you're not seeing the results you want, and in fact, you are seeing persistent dysfunctional patterns, right? You're like, I keep getting into the same kinds of relationships. I keep having the same kinds of friendship problems. I keep having the same um, unsatisfactory results in my business. I'm not progressing in my career. There's a chance that your current best thinking is incapable of producing the results that you desire. Let's get into that. Your current best thinking is a result of the experiences and ideas that you've been exposed to thus far. And if you're like me, we're always looking for new thoughts, right? Like I'm always looking for new thought partnership, whether it is in the form of a coach or a therapist, but also like documentaries, audiobooks, um, reading, magazine articles. I follow Instagram accounts that I find inspiring. I follow TikTok accounts that I find educational. We're always, you know, if you're if you're here, you're probably my people, right? We're always looking for new ideas, new thoughts, ways to expand our understanding. And this is really valuable. And sometimes through that kind of parasocial relationship, we are able to ingest a thought that we're like, oh, that kind of opens things up for me. That makes me think about things a little bit differently. But many of our thoughts as we go through a day, uh, if you're over 35, 90% of the thoughts that you think in a day are not original thoughts. They are repeats of thoughts that you've been thinking for a long time. That's kind of a staggering statistic. Um, I got it from Joe Dispenza. Some people think that he's like a quacky cult like leader. Maybe he is a little bit, but some of the things he says are really valuable. So we're just going to assume it's true. If after 35, 90% of the thoughts you think in a day are not original thoughts, they are repeats of thoughts you've thought before that kind of go unchecked, right? Um, a belief is um, a thought that you have thought so many times that you don't think about it anymore, right? A belief is a thought you've thought so many times you don't think about it anymore. You just take it as true. The way that I think about thoughts is that they are the topmost level in a series of interlocking frameworks. The way that I teach it in my life coaching program, Life Aligned Bootcamp, is that we have um, like beliefs and then mindsets and then thoughts. So if you imagine a closet, the belief might be the actual framing of like the wardrobe itself. And then the mindsets might be the rod and the hanger, something a little bit more firm. And then the thoughts are the clothing on top. They're the least t uh, firm thing. The belief is really solid. Um, and so a lot of our thoughts, a lot of these top level things are the... Um, the topmost layer of something that actually goes pretty deep for us and has been established at a much earlier point in our life. And it is a framework that we see ourselves and the world through that we no longer question. We just assume it to be true. And most of the thoughts and experiences and interactions we have through the practice of confirmation bias reinforce these beliefs because our brain is very fast and very savvy at self-selecting for the things that reinforce what we believe about the world. Um, we are pretty much incapable most of the time of having um, reality not match our beliefs because that would make us crazy. So if you believe, I'm gonna give a quick example, if you believe that people are fundamentally rude and nasty, 
and no one is nice to each other, when you go out in the world, you're going to notice all of the examples of places where people are rude and you might interpret kind of neutral situations or maybe somebody having a bad day as them being a rude person. And you're gonna be like, see, this is proof that I'm right and that people are fundamentally mean and nasty. If your fundamental belief is that people are genuinely good and caring and that when people are um, kind of off, it may be um, a result that they're like having a bad day or that they're really shy. And so then when you go out in the world, you're gonna notice you know, the person making the bus wait so that somebody can run and catch up. You're gonna notice the person holding the door for the person in front of them. You're going to notice little um, moments of kindness that reinforce your belief that people are generally good. And if you notice that someone is like a little off or a little rude, you might immediately go to, I hope they're okay. And you might say to them, hey, I hope you're okay. And that moment of kindness might soften them and reinforce your belief that people are genuinely good, right? So we're all going around the world with our beliefs and our mindsets and our thoughts, all assuming that everyone, for the most part, thinks and feels the way that we do and is experiencing the world the way that we are as opposed to understanding that there's like a one-to-one ratio of realities to people in the world and that everyone is experiencing the world through their beliefs. I hope we're following along with this. And so when I talk about thought partnership, some of the thoughts that um, that may be governing your choices on the day-to-day that are getting you the results that you have in your life, the results of your best thinking are the top layer of deeper belief systems and mindsets that you're not really questioning whether or not they're true, whether or not they're accurate, whether or not you like them, whether or not you want to persist in believing those things. So for example, if you think, I don't want to keep posting about my product because I don't want to spam people. That thought is a top level thought of a series of mindsets and beliefs about how other people perceive you and what other people's experience of your social media presence is that may or may not be true or accurate. That thought is the best thinking about um your assumptions about how people relate to the idea of spam, how people relate to the idea of marketing, again, may or may not be true, but that thought, I don't want to spam people, um, is governing the choices that you're making and that is governing the results that you're getting. Having a thought like, oh, I want to make this thing, but I'm not sure if I'm the only one who's going to like it. Is anybody else really going to care about this thing? Maybe I just won't do it. That thought is the topmost level of a series of mindsets and beliefs about who you are to other people and who they are to you. Is my voice important? Are other people interested in the things that I'm interested in? And your assumptions about the yay or nay of that is resulting in this thought that says, probably no one's interested in what I have to say. I'm just going to not say it. That thought is governing the choice not to make the thing, not to share the thing. Is that thought true? Is that thought objectively true? Do you know everyone in the world? Do you know for sure that no one is interested in the thing that you wanna share? But what's deeper than that is that that thought is the top layer of a mindset, which is the top layer of a belief, which is connected to a series of emotions, emotions around worthiness, emotions around um, being maybe dejected or not popular, or that no one cares what we have to say. One time in second grade, I started singing and somebody told me 
know, as a bad singer. And so now I don't share my songs, right? We have these deep old beliefs and experiences from probably like zero to 14 years old um, that are governing a lot of our beliefs about how other people think and how we think the world works. And we are then having these top level thoughts, decisions, and experiences that reflect those deeper beliefs. When those beliefs kick off, they fill our bodies with a flood of chemicals, right? So we have the thought, if I share that thing, no one's really going to be interested in it. And immediately we feel that old familiar emotion might, might be like from childhood, old familiar emotion of no one cares about me. No one's interested in me. People don't listen to me. It feels like sadness. It feels like grief. It feels like heaviness. It feels like loneliness. Maybe it feels like bitterness. Maybe it feels like anger. And because we're flooded with this chemical experience and we're actually having this emotional reaction, we are like, it must be true, right? It's emotionally true. So it must be true. I'm having the experience of the rejection right now. So it must be present. It must be current. It must be true. What we actually just did is time traveling. What we actually just did is went back in time to a time when that may have been true for us emotionally, maybe in childhood, plucked that emotional experience out from the past and pushed it through our body in the moment. So now we have gone and taken an old reality and made it current. We are replaying an old experience in the present and we are recreating more of that old experience as we move forward into the future. Ta-da! We did that. We did that. No one else did that. Our audience didn't do that. Our potential customers didn't do that. Other people didn't do that. We just did that. We just went from, I wanna create something to self-silencing, to self-shaming, to pulling up the emotional experience of past pain and making it our current reality. And then we make a decision from that. And that is the results that we're experiencing in our present life. So when I talk about the importance of having a thought partner, when I'm having a conversation with someone and they say something like, I want to make this thing, but I don't know if anybody else is going to be interested in it. So I might not make it. I'm like, stop. What is that? Let's take that piece of clothing out of the closet. Let's look at the hanger it's hung on. Let's look at the bar it's hung on. Let's look at the closet you put that in. What is the belief that you have about who you are in the world? What is the belief that you have about who other people are in the world? What is the belief that you have about how you will be received? What is the belief you have about the importance of your voice and your creations? That little thought, that little thing you just threw out like it wasn't a big deal is actually a clue that there is a deeper system at work that's being replayed in your life over and over and over again to the point that you don't question it anymore. You don't notice that it's happening. It is the water you're swimming in. Sometimes it takes having someone standing right there to ask, well, why aren't you sharing? And you're like, oh, well, you know, I just don't think it's that big a deal. I don't think anybody's really interesting, interested in what I have to say. Pause. Why? 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 Where'd you get that from? Is it true? What if it's not true? What would happen if we decided for today to believe that if you're interested in it, there are at least 50 other people in this world of 7 billion people who might also be interested in it and just made it for that small group of people and just see, just as an experiment, let's just see. If it turns out you're right and no one in the world is interested in anything that you have to say, 
I'll be a longhorn steer, but like, I think it might not be true. So let's just, as an experiment for today, try on a new idea that like maybe there are a handful of people who are interested in that. So if we were to try on that belief that like maybe there's a small group of people who are interested, what would the new thought be? What would the new decision be? How would we move differently if we changed the belief? That's what thought partnership is about. Your best thinking got you what you have right now. So if there's any area that you look around and you're not satisfied with what you're getting, with how your results are going, that's why thought partnership is beneficial. That's why coaching is beneficial. Your coach is catching things that you don't catch anymore because you've been thinking them, believing them, feeling them, acting on them for so long that you feel like that's just how the world is. And maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe it's not. Being open to the idea that there's another reality, another system of realities that's possible for you. One thought, one belief, one assumption at a time. And that when we can address those little throwaway thoughts that seem so inconsequential, we can get to the root of something really big. I'm thinking about last week, I posted a story about a guy I met who was launching an online course and he was telling me about all the things that he was doing. And I was like, oh my God, this is gonna be a disaster. Um, one of the things he said was that he thought it was a bad idea to have his own face and his own voice on his landing page because he didn't want to be a personal brand and he didn't want to make his business all about him. Were I his coach, like internally, I was having a fucking field day because not only on a business level was he entirely wrong, there was like such a market for him as the face of that particular business based on identity, based on the fact that he was like a bilingual person. I was like, why is isn't this a bilingual offering? There's like such a market for what you're doing. If people know it's you on a business level, it was wrong. But on a personal level, I could tell there's something in there that says that he doesn't think that he's marketable. There's a body image thing happening here that I would be able to catch were I your coach. Pause. Why don't you want to put your face on social media? You say it's because you don't want this to be a personal brand, but I think that there's something more. There may actually be some insecurity. There's something in you telling you people don't want to see me, right? It has to do with my weight. It has to do with what I look like. It has to do with how I was bullied in high school. I think that I'm a liability as opposed to an asset for my brand. If I were working with you, I'd be able to pull out what is this belief that's governing these choices that are not getting you the results that you want? And how can we break those boxes for you a little bit so that you can start making some different choices and seeing, just seeing, maybe if I try something different, maybe if I try on a new garment, a new belief, a new thought, and I live as though it's true, do I get a different reality? Do I get different results when I try on something different? That's part of what we're doing. Coaching, um, like a lot of the coaching work I do in particular comes from sports psychology, uh, an executive coaching, right? Coaching is the art of high performance in high stress situations, high performance under pressure. So when you're thinking about something like, um, I'm going to use dance as an example, because that's my art. If you want to be able to increase the number of pirouettes that you do, the number of rotations you can do in a turn, and you can't figure out why you keep falling out of your pirouette at two, you actually can't see what you're doing while you're turning. You can't see all of your body mechanics. Having a coach 
who's really great at turns, stand there and watch you execute and say, you're falling out of your releve on turn two. You're dropping your right shoulder a little bit. You're clenching your jaw. There's some micro thing you're doing that feels natural to your body that is actually not getting you the results you want, but you can't see yourself do it. You can't be outside your body while you're executing. So having someone outside of you who's an expert in this thing to watch you do it, to scan you for misalignments and be able to see what's pulling you off your center is how you increase your capacity. When we think about the highest performers in the world, they have hell of motherfucking coaches. Beyonce has hell of motherfucking coaches. She has choreographers. She has a personal trainer. She has a nutrition coach. She probably has a mindset coach. She probably has a therapist. She probably has a vocal coach or five. She probably has a performance coach. She probably has a PR coach, right? So coaching for people who are trying to execute at a really high level, they don't do it by the themselves. They understand that the way to get to that high level is to surround themselves with people who can constantly fine tune what they're doing and get them to that level. They're not doing it on their own. They rely on coaching. And it's not because your coach is there to tell you what to do, though sometimes they're able to, you know, give you a very straightforward pull up. Um, Sometimes they're there to ask you a question. Why are you doing it this way? What's happening? What are you thinking about as you do that? Why are you thinking that? What would happen if we thought this? What do you think would happen if we opened up this pathway and experimented with this? They're there to help you try new things until you find the result that you're looking for. There is no way I would be able to live the life I'm currently living had I not had coaches who were able to help me ask myself new questions. And for where I'm going next, there's no way I'm going to be able to get there without investing in people who have already been there, who can see what I'm doing and help me pull the fuck up. That's why coaching is so life-changing. It's not because you're going to find someone to tell you what to do, which is why I get really frustrated when I see people who aren't coaches saying that they're coaches because this is a highly unregulated industry. And it's why I think coaching certification is important because there is an art and a skill to coaching that is different than consulting and it's different than teaching. Coaching is the art of asking life-changing questions, knowing when to ask and what to ask and how to ask in order to open someone's mind to a new set of realities, a new set of possibilities is what coaching is really all about. And it is invaluable when you find a coach who can observe you and catch you in saying these little offhanded things that give the clue of where the limiting beliefs are and can pull that thread and help you unravel it and then help you construct a newer, more beneficial set of beliefs, frameworks, thoughts, and mindsets that can get you the kind of results that you're looking for. That's what we're doing over here. Okay? Okay. Let me know if this was beneficial for you in the comments. Would love to hear about it. I don't feel like I always talk about like really what coaching is and why it's helpful. So 
Um, I hope that this was informational for you. Uh, yeah, let me know in the comments what you think. Okay, love you, bye. That's our episode for today. Thank you, as always, for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time, so many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at Intuitive Edge Coaching or join my Facebook group, Unstuck Group, to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.